Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published with more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. In Acts chapter 3, the Apostle Peter tells us that if we turn and repent, we can enjoy seasons of refreshing from the Lord. What a blessed promise this is. Who can pass up such an offer? And what are these seasons? And how can we really enjoy the Lord in this way? Stay with us today for a marvelous and very practical life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee was a faithful co-worker with Watchman Nee. They labored together in China in the 1930s and 40s, and in the early 1950s, Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the communists, and he sent Witness Lee out of mainland China to continue the ministry. This continuation eventually led him to the United States in 1962, and ultimately to carry out the life study of the entire Bible. We have portions today from the life study of Acts, and with us to fellowship about Acts, once again, is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome back to our broadcast today. It really is a privilege to be involved in the marvelous expositions on this book. It's a noteworthy ministry, and it's our privilege to be able to bring it to listeners for the first time over radio. Francis, we began to examine Peter's tremendous speaking in Acts chapter 3 on our program yesterday. Would you give us a short review of that message and the context in which he gave it? Well, I'm really amazed at the way Peter spoke. We know Peter's history when we read the Gospels, but to see him speaking in this way is really quite marvelous. The thing that attracts the attention right away is the raising up of this lame man and causing him to walk and leap and praise God. Peter's uh, response is really remarkable, because immediately he turns all the attention from himself, and even from this miracle, and from the man, and said the real issue here is not this man, but another man, Jesus Christ. And he began right away to turn their attention to Jesus Christ and all that he is. And in this message, he brings out so many aspects of what Christ is. He brings out the fact that he is uh, the servant of God, and he's the healer, of course, because of what he just did. And also, he's the Holy One. He's the Righteous One. And he's the author of life. So all these aspects of what Christ is was what Peter was bringing out in his message, not to draw attention to himself. And too many times, Chris, I believe that Christian preachers 
uh, try to get the attention of people and uh, emphasize the miraculous. But the emphasis must be on Christ. If we lose the emphasis of Christ, then we missed what the Apostle Peter and the other apostles did in the early part of this age of the church. Francis, the tendency or temptation is to lose our focus from the healer to the healing. But Peter's message, as you've indicated, is very much focused on bringing us back to this healing one. Yes, indeed. This is the thing that is most outstanding in all this whole book as we go through it, that the attention is on this wonderful person, Jesus Christ. Francis, let's join Witness Lee now with the first portion of this life study from Acts chapter 3. Come back to the Bible in a very fresh and new way. Then you read, servant, the holy one, the righteous one, the out of life, the season of refreshing. Have you ever met one in his speaking telling you to enjoy the law? Have you ever heard the word enjoy used for your relationship with the Lord? We had a conference on eating Jesus from Genesis 2, eating the tree of life through the Old Testament, eating the uh, lamb of the Passover eating the eleven bread, eating the bitter herb, and eating the manna, and eating the goat produce of the good land in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus said clearly, He that eats me. Then, in the uh, uh, Lord's table, He charged us, take his body and eat. Then, in... Uh, Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, he promised the overcomers to eat the tree of life. Then at the end of Revelation, there was a promise that those who wash the robes have the right to come to the tree of life and eat it. So based on all these passages in the Bible, do you enjoy the Lord this way? Enjoy? The Lord by eating him, eating the tree of life, eating this, eating that, a lot of eatings. Whenever you come to the Bible, read the Bible in its own color, then you could see, Maya, what is out of life? What are the symptoms of rising? I said, if you enjoy Jesus Christ, you do have a season of refreshing. If you would, oh, Lord Jesus, right away, you are in a season of refreshing. Wives, have you got mad with your husband? You got bound. When you are mad with your husband, right away you got bound. Bound by whom? By Satan. In Luke, there was a case, a woman, double bent. Bent double. Too many wives a double bent by the husband. Actually, not by the husband, but by the evil one behind the scene. How could you get yourself out of that bondage? Call! You just Oh, Lord Jesus! I'm in a season of refreshing. Try it. 
the PhDs, theological, doctor degree, wouldn't do this. Lose your face and get Jesus. I sure know what an enjoyment it is to call. Seasons of refreshing. Not just one morning, every morning, every evening. Every morning season of refreshing. Francis, I have to ask you about Witness Lee's point here, that the concept or notion of enjoying the Lord is just not that common among most believers. This seems a tragedy in a way, since the Lord went through so much on our behalf so that we could enjoy Him. You've been a believer for a good many years, Francis. Was this your case as well? I have to admit, certainly from the time I got saved, I had some kind of happiness but mostly based on what the Lord did for me. And I did thank the Lord many times for saving me and for uh, rescuing me from my old way of life. But I cannot say that I remember ever having been helped to enjoy the Lord himself, just for himself. But this ministry has brought something fresh, not only to this country, but all over the world to help us to know that we can enjoy the Lord. This is particularly brought out when uh, we see so much in the whole Bible that the attention is on the eating for enjoyment. The tree of life was in the garden, and then you have all the sacrifices in the Old Testament that are there for eating and enjoying. And even Jeremiah, one of the prophets, says, Your words were found, and I did eat them. And uh, this has become the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Why we miss this, I don't know, but it's almost a hidden thing in Christianity to use this term, enjoy the Lord. We use terms like obey the Lord, fear God, and things like this, serve the Lord, talk about the Lord, all of these things. But all of these things really issue from our enjoyment of the Lord. So uh, the Lord Jesus said, He that eats me, and he said also, uh, My joy I leave with you, that your joy may be full. He just shows us that we can enjoy him. Francis, even this phrase that Peter uses here in verse 20, the seasons of refreshing from the presence of the Lord, conveys a feeling that's just full of this enjoyment that you're describing. That's right. Let's go back to more of Witness Lee. You see nothing like this in the history. Don't say this. Enos called. He called. You may say, well, probably he didn't call your way. What? Do you understand that he called your way? Did Enos call your way? Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Have mercy upon me, Lord. I'm so pitiful. Oh, Lord. Oh. My wife just got into the hospital, and my first boy lost his job. Mercy upon me, Lord. What can I do? Do you believe Enos called this way? No. How do you know? No. To understand the Bible, not just by one verse. You read the Old Testament from Genesis 4 to Isaiah 12. You could see what should be the way to call. Isaiah says, call joyfully. 
taking the word of salvation by calling on the name of the Lord joyfully. Yes, yes, my wife, now is in the hospital. My first wife lost the job. Yet, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, you are sovereign. You are the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you know my wife in the hospital. You know my first wife lost the job. Lord Jesus, amen. I believe this was the right way. That. All the Old Testament saying the called on the name of the Lord. Otherwise, in the New Testament, this word Kaleo should not have been used. Kaleo, you go to the next one. Kaleo means to call one by name. Dear saints, probably this is the first time that you heard such a message. This is the Bible. You can see this. This point, how scriptural it is, it is fully grounded, fully based upon the entire revelation in the Old and New Testament. Okay. Students of refreshing. I tell you, what is the season of refreshing? That is season of your calling. Whenever you're called, you are in a season of refreshing. Try it. Well, Francis, this portion really brought home the practical aspect of enjoying these seasons of refreshing. God has given us a very real and practical way to enter into that enjoyment by calling, hasn't he? This is one of the most wonderful practices that I've ever heard of and I've ever practiced, and that is to call on the name of the Lord. This kind of calling should be our continuing practice. This has been going on since the third generation when Enosh was calling on the name of the Lord. And from then on, you find many, many, many references to calling on the name of the Lord. But we never thought so much about the way and what benefits there are, how refreshing and how recovering it can be to call on the name of the Lord. Brother Lee mentioned some uh, matters like uh, relationships in the home. They can be tense. There can be an angry wife or a or a disgruntled husband, and cause some problem, the way out of these kind of difficult situations is to turn and call on the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is the most refreshing and simple prayer. When we call on the name of the Lord, we enter into seasons of refreshing. We can be delivered out of all kind of bondage, when we're bound and we are held up by other occupations, other things that's, that just take us away and put us either in our temper or our imagination or just in our mental considerations. Many times the best way to turn to our spirit and to get refreshed is just to call on the name of the Lord. And the disciples were known in the book of Acts as those who call on the name of the Lord. And his name is Jesus to say, Oh, Lord Jesus, is a good way to get into the seasons of refreshing. Francis, I think a number of believers, when you begin to consider how many times this phrase or a similar phrase is used, even Old Testament and New, 
I may have the notion that the calling is just a kind of a generic catch-all phrase for any kind of prayer. But really, the Greek term here, the Greek word epikaleo, we had a program with Ed Marks the other day when we got into this word uh, in some detail, some depth. It really implies a definite, specific, even calling out loud. Right. Is that correct? That's right. And that is our experience also. It's not only the meaning of the word, which is absolutely correct, but if you uh, just limit that to your initial salvation experience, saying, Lord Jesus, I believe in you, I love you, that's good. But the continuation of that kind of calling is really the privilege that believers have. The name of the Lord is Jesus, and his title is Lord. He is the Lord Jesus. And when we call, O Lord Jesus, we get him. His person is the Spirit. So he gets into us to be our life, to be everything to supply us. So calling on the name of the Lord Jesus is not a one-time experience and not a silent experience. It is a matter of vocally calling on the name of the Lord. Some people object uh, in calling out loud or something like that. But I usually say, Brother, just call loud enough so you yourself can hear it. Even that works. But it does need to be something in which you call out, Oh, Lord Jesus. Francis, there's a real person behind that name, and when we call, we touch that person. That's the secret, and that's the result. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Francis. Peter has uh, presented the healer in his many aspects. Then... In the last verse, he concluded in this way, To you first, God, having raised up his servant, has sent him to bless you. In turn away each one of you from your wickedness. Now, the point is this. To you first, God, having raised him, his servant, has sent him, sent Christ, to bless the people. Actually, God has received him in heavens, right? But here Peter says that God has sent the ascended one to the people. You consider by what way God sent the ascended Christ to the people. This is a big point. By what way? By what way? By pouring out the Spirit. By pouring out the Spirit, that was God's sending of uh, the ascended Christ to the people. Christ ascended and stayed in heaven. Yet here Peter says, God has sent him back. God has sent the ascended one to his people. And this surely implies that the outward spirit was just the very ascended Christ himself. When the poured out spirit came to the people, uh, that was Christ, the ascended one, sent by God to his people. By this, we also can see that the pour-out spirit is absolutely identical to the ascended Christ. 
the ascended Christ and the proud spirit are actually in God's economy for his people's experience are just one. Christ and the spirit are one in God's economy for our enjoyment. In the presentation Peter made to the people of Christ, you see he presented Christ as God's servant, the Holy One, the Righteous One, and the out of life, the prophet, and the seed in whom we all receive God's blessing. He presented Christ in this way, then she concluded in saying, God firstly has sent this one to bless you. God sent this one in a way to pour out his spirit to you, to bless you. So you have uh, to receive this one. This one is not far from you. He is in the heavens, but economically, he's right now with you. And he's right now among you as they pour out spirit to bless you. If you call on the name, then you receive the spirit. The name is Jesus, but the person is the spirit. You call on the name, you get his person, that is the Holy Spirit. Then you have the blessing. And this is the way for you to receive the very blessing God intend to give you by sending the ascended Christ back to you as the life-giving spirit. Francis, this is a very enlightening realization that Peter's word that God had sent the ascended Christ to the people strongly implies that the poured out spirit is really the same as the ascended Christ. Say something further about this. The secret of this really hinges on a verse in 1 Corinthians when it says the last Adam, who is Jesus Christ in the flesh. In his resurrection, he became the life-giving spirit. So when we call on the name of the Lord Jesus, we are really receiving him as the spirit. Your question is concerning the poured out spirit is really the same as the ascended Christ. When the Lord promised to the disciples that after his resurrection, he would send the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, this spirit is just himself in another form. In one chapter in John, chapter 14, it talks about the Father sending the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And then in chapter 15 of John, he would send the Spirit. This Spirit is just himself in another form. Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again, and in that resurrection, he became the life-giving Spirit, and he is the ascended Christ. He ascended and became the one who dispenses himself, pours himself out into believers as the Spirit. So you receive the ascended Christ when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus and receive the Spirit. Jesus Christ is the Spirit. The Lord is that Spirit. 
Francis, as you're speaking, I'm watching your gestures, and of course our listeners don't have that benefit, but I can say that the emphatic way which you were emphasizing that with the index finger of your right hand echoes the amens that were popping out of me within. Our listeners are familiar. They know we come to this many times in our presentation in the Life Study broadcast, but we cannot overemphasize this. Our Christ is really the life-giving spirit. When we touch him, we are enlivened by this marvelous life-giving one. You know, Chris, I feel like that's one of the most outstanding features that's contained in the recovery version of the New Testament. And anyone that would get into this matter of the Spirit as a consummation of the triune God and read the footnotes that have to do with the Spirit as the one indwelling us, they would see that this Spirit is all-inclusive. He is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And he is the consummation of the processed God who has been processed through death, resurrection, and now ascension. And that spirit was poured out on the believers in the day of Pentecost. But before that, the Lord Jesus, on the day of his resurrection, breathed that same spirit into them. So in one sense, he's the spirit of life, giving us life in essence. So he's the essential spirit. But he's also the poured-out Spirit, giving us the power to be his witnesses. And that's called the economical Spirit, the one who works out all the things pertaining to God's eternal purpose. So this Spirit is marvelous, and this Spirit is Christ. And Christ is this Spirit. Hallelujah. Francis, thank you for beginning the plug I was planning on making today for the recovery version of the New Testament with all of the footnotes. Uh, we recognize this matter of the Spirit and Christ being the Spirit is a matter that perhaps is not that well known or not that well understood or perhaps even severely or seriously questioned by many of genuine believers in the Lord Jesus. And I think I speak for you. We're not asking people to take our word for it. The Bible speaks its own word, and we do offer the recovery version with significant cross-references and the marvelous footnotes that will make this point so crystal clear to any genuine seeker who is willing to open themselves to the Lord for his shining and his unveiling of this point that has been largely hidden and veiled through centuries. So, as I've mentioned before, our intent is really not to try to sell Bibles. Our intention is to distribute and impart the riches of the New Testament ministry to all of God's hungry people. And perhaps the best, most convenient method of doing that is the recovery version. Uh, we believe it's it's invaluable if you use it day by day along with these life study programs. The riches that we talk about and touch in brief in these 30 minutes that we have together are really developed in a marvelous way in this in this recovery version. Francis, thank you for being with us today. Come back again very soon. Thank you very much. I hope to. And thank you for being with us. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow with another life study with Witness Lee. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible, available to you online, free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. 
www.mpbradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.org. Or call us at one triple eight life study. That's eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. Thanks for listening today.